0: Ladies and gentlemen, up until now you've seen the creature perform the simple mechanics of motor activity, but for what you're about to see next, we must enter quietly into the realm of genius. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames et messieurs, damen und herren, from what was once an inarticulate mass of lifeless tissues... May I now present a cultured, sophisticated man about town? town, 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 town. Hit it. The, 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 the Sketch O Matic Show. Sketch she- yeah! O Matic. Yes,
1: back again, the Sketcho Show podcast. Sketchy, sketchy. This time, we're, we're dipping outside of the iHeart verse, the iHeart media verse. We're going into another entertainment field which would be acting filmmaking going to UCLA because with me is a a bona fide zillennial and by the way I just found out that zillennials are technically born after 9-11 that makes them a a full zillennial I have to recant my statement prior to this episode a couple episodes back I was saying that you know born around the late 90s is a zillennial but evidently that's not true Ah! I stand corrected now after 9 11. Anything before, I guess, is the last batch of the millennials. Anyway, let's get into it. With me today is a very young lady who is all of what I just said actress, filmmaker, wow. current UCLA student here in Southern California in Westwood. Without further ado, Alexandra Sophia Manzo. Oh
0: my God.
1: What's up, Alexandra Sophia Manzo? <laughs>
0: Things are good. It, I feel like you saying my full name now, like it's a mouthful, but I also don't know if I should change it.
1: It's like a statement. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a clothing line. Who are you wearing tonight? Oh, Alexandra Sofia Manzo. Maybe the new I'm line. The,
0: I'm in the wrong industry, apparently.
1: <laughs> Maybe you need to dip into the fashionista industry. Oh, Alexandra, God. how are you? I know this is your first time. Is this your first time being on a podcast?
0: During COVID, I had a little moment where I like made my own podcast. I think there are like eight to 10 episodes. I used like a shitty mic. Can I swear? Yeah, of course. Okay. I
1: used,
0: yeah. I used a shitty mic and it was like just me in my closet because it was the only soundproofing I had. Yeah. Um, so that's, I,
1: how you, that's the poor man's way. It's w- some of the best way with clothes, your yep. clothes, right? That's exactly. the soundproofing, right? Exactly.
0: So I did that uh, for maybe a couple months and then oh. did not. So, but I guess on Spotify, I exist.
1: Oh, okay, so you about you got like eight to ten episodes out? What was it called, the, Maybe. the podcast? Maybe, uh,
0: Try Again Tomorrow.
1: Oh No. Sounds like a love song. <laughs> oh, like, uh, what's her name? What was that name? Uh, Olivia Rodrigo, like a love song by Can her. Can I?
0: Oh my gosh, this is so funny. I met Joshua Bassett like a couple days ago. That's Who's like, that? Joshua Bassett is like the guy that a, a lot of her songs are written about. Oh, really? That yeah. was her love? Yeah. This is really? like This is like my self-plug of life uh-huh. because I'm still thinking about how that happened. And it's like a whole thing. I gotta
1: Google this guy. <laughs> who is this guy? What'd you what'd you say his name was?
0: Joshua Bassett.
1: Any relation to Angela Bassett, the actress?
0: No, I do All not right. think so.
1: All right, let's see. Joshua who knows? Oops, I put Hisua. <laughs> Joshua Bassett. <laughs> yeah, oh, there he is. American actor.
0: He was on High School okay, Musical, the musical right. series.
1: 22 years old. He's a good looking kid. No,
0: he's a tall cutie and I got to meet him in person. Oh, yeah. Did you
1: want to like date him?
0: I mean, yeah. So, um, um,
1: yeah, that was just But they funny. hooked up. Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett yeah. were a thing and that's what most of her songs are about, you said. I, I didn't know that. You just hit me to some new Zillennial shit.
0: I feel, <laughs> I feel like a lot of her songs are about him, but also, who knows? What I, happened
1: between them? Did they break up oh, because God. he cheated? What
0: happened? I, I don't know. I think it was a thing where they were together and then he was like talking to this girl during their relationship but they swore that they were just friends mm. and then quickly after those two got together. There's, so I, I think that's what it is. But also I'm like not... I'm, like, one with pop culture in very specific ways. Like, I cannot remember people's names. I do not know their relationships. But if you, like, ask me about the new Barbie movie, I will spit facts. Like, really? All right. <laughs> well, so
1: spit some facts about the new Barbie movie. What you got? Uh, uh, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. Yes.
0: Everybody's
1: uh, man bromance crush Of when it comes to, to males. Uh, mm-hmm. Every every male I know has a thing for Ryan Gosling, including myself. I yes. think the guy is just... he's. There's something special about that dude.
0: About that dude and Jake Gyllenhaal, I yeah. feel like he's Jake Gyllenhaal one is
1: a really He's a different like kind of actor to me. Mm-hmm. You know, he can I don't know, it's it's in his eyes. His mm-hmm. eyes really are cinematic within themselves. Mhm. Ryan Gosling, it just he just looked like Hunk. his quiet face like when he was in Blade Runner, when he was in uh, what was that movie about the what was it called Drive? Uh, oh, these are these are a little God. old, like Drive is an older movie. Mm-hmm. So some of his like earlier work. But there's a certain, I don't know, he has like this calm face. that's so like comforting to me. Yeah. Not just on the tip of he's good looking. It's just more of like, I don't know, man. He just seems to be that actor who doesn't have to say much to get his point across.
0: That's why I'm excited to see him in Barbie as Ken. Because yeah. like, I feel like a lot of the things that he's done are like dramatic or like. Very. Like loving and this is just like fun. Yeah. Like he's 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 a Barbie. Like he's not Barbie, but he is a Barbie. He's a doll. Um he's a doll. And yeah. so I'm excited about that. Simu Lu is gonna be in it. There's a photo of um margot robbie as barbie mm, walking hot. on exactly yeah. um walking on water she's like walking on a pool and like i love all of the the biblical allegories right. greta gerwig's mind is so big right i want to be her when i grow up is that the director <laughs> yes
1: interesting now
0: writer director she did lady bird
1: what's it about Little the barbie Woman? movie what's it what's the premise of it do you know the no, story the synopsis i
0: i wish i had an in it's Funny, cause my um, screenwriting professor at UCLA, she's like seen Barbie already, cause she's like very, she's like a seasoned industry screenwriter, mm-hmm. and so she just like knows all these people, like, she's been to Cannes, whatever. So my professor knows the plot.
1: Uh, but, let's see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm googling it right now. But
0: we don't know the plot. I feel like it's something like. Um, we got more details in the recent trailer. I love how this has just turned into like Oh we'll get Barbie into podcast. your stuff, yeah. We'll get no, into your stuff. I will though. fully talk about Barbie instead of myself. Um but <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're kinda like a little Barbie yourself. You're like you're well, like a you. Caitlin Dever Barbie to me. Remember I told you you, you have a very uh, similar resemblance to Caitlin mm-hmm. Dever, the actress, who I think is fantastic and very beautiful. Oh, so thank you you, yes, you look like you could be her little sister.
0: I would love to play your little sister in quite literally. Or just
1: the younger version of her if they ever did a movie about her Mm -hmm. come up, right? Mm -hmm. That'd be you.
0: Make my hair a little bit darker. And then sometimes I
1: don't know if your hair was shorter and like curlier. I think you probably could pull off like a Ruth from Ozark. You know Julia Gardner. Oh Marty Byrd, I don't know fuck about shit. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Can you do that accent? That country twang? That new? what's it? uh, What's where's new? Is Missouri? Isn't that Ozark, Missouri? Missouri. Missouri. Can you do that that Southern type? Did you of just
0: say, Oh Marty Bird, yeah. I don't give a fuck about shit? Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you can do it. I don't know shit about fuck. My Very favorite
0: true. my favorite thing is accents. My um <laughs> one of my roommate and friends, Ashley, like her and I will just start like we'll talk in an accent and we cannot break out of it mm. to a point where like talking in our normal voices sounds weird. Right. It's, it's like a bit that goes too far. So you do you know? do
1: British? Like, yeah, but
0: I'm not good at it.
1: Oh, I'm gonna, it. we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. I'm gonna start it, and then you're gonna jump in and we're gonna go through our accents real quick. We're gonna have a little segment <laughs> of accents, but real quick, let's uh-huh. go back to Barbie. Oh, yes. Barbie and Ken are having this is the plot, by the way. Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colorful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie. Land. Mm-hmm. However, when they get a chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans.
0: That's a beautiful Ooh. log line. Wow.
1: Yeah. Uh, they ran out of pink paint.
0: I heard about that. Did you hear oh about that? Oh my gosh, my friend told me about that. Yeah. How, like, in the world, have pink paint. Like,
1: there's a shortage of pink paint on Earth right now. Yeah. Just like there's a short of, shortage of Adderall in this country. Is there But really? only in this country there's, there's a shortage of Adderall. Damn. There's a shortage of pink paint on Earth <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Yeah. That is wild. You That's know, a lot of pink paint. Iconic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I wonder how many gallons they used.
0: I I would not expect anything less uh from this and a metric ton. from this movie um and it was like a specific shade of pink yeah, too. Yeah.
1: That 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 real like uh Barbie pink. It's yeah. that Barbie pink.
0: That reminds me of when like a uh, a lot of like artsy people lost their minds when they came out with like a blacker black color.
1: Oh yeah. Like, that that was that was a whole called? thing too. Zapid black. I don't know. It was just color? like
0: people were like buying it in like tons. It was so expensive and it's just weird how like colors cuz we can we're selling out colors of things, yet we could all still see them very different. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Your eyes are what not my eyes. What about people
1: who are colorblind?
0: Well, like- What I happens
1: th- to those folks?
0: I don't know. Well, because also, like, men are more likely to be colorblind or have some form of colorblindness.
1: Really? Yeah. Great. I'm old, bald, and ugly. Now I'm colorblind. <laughs> Jesus. What a combination. I'm like a dumpster fire who can't see anything.
0: No. <laughs> um,
1: Alexandra- Yeah. It's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. As I said before, I mean, you are a zillennial. You're a bona fide zillennial. You are born post 9 11, 2002. Is that
0: what that means? Yeah.
1: I, I looked it up because uh, technically I called my last my guest before, like a couple episodes back. Uh, her name is Hannah, Hannah Miller. Mm. She hosts her own podcast uh, alongside Sydney, and it's called Busy Babes Podcast. It's about Cali girl stuff and working in the corporate world of IHR Media. blah, 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 blah. Q-Q-Q. But, um, I was always referring to them as my little Zillennials, my little Lennies, but they're—they're. They're, I guess they're <laughs> technically not, which is weird. I mean, wh- I wonder what, what their version of millennial is because or Zillennial. I don't know, because they're at the very end. They were born in the very late 90s. So oh, interesting. I'm a millennial technically, I yeah. guess, in some way. I'm, but I'm 45 years old. I don't see how that's even possible.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I like always saw myself as the gray area between millennial and Gen Z. So it's interesting that there's like a term like mm, Zillennial. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I, I don't know if I'm Gen Z. I feel like there's like a specific um, we're gonna look type right of now. person that was born between like maybe 1998 and like 2003. Right, I feel like those five years like we're a different breed. Um, And so <laughs> and that's I'm like, I don't know. Maybe but, Zillennial. Who knows? I'm
1: looking it up right now. Zillennial. How do you spell zillennial?
0: <laughs> Probably z i l l e n. Oh, e
1: n. I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm looking it up.
0: It's that big college education. Watch me spell it wrong. Watch me try to roast you and then also. Oh, here it, wrong. it
1: is. It's all generations. Generation, z-, generation z was born between 95 and 2012. Or millennials are born from 1981 to 1996. Okay, so 2012? I'm not Yeah, that's what that's what this says. That that could be wrong because I saw something else when I looked it up that said people born after 9/11 are technically millennials. So I don't know. I'm just gonna call you a millennial. Sure. Okay. You're you're born this millennium. Correct. Maybe you're a Y millennial. Mm? I. <laughs> or like an ex with an X at the beginning. I don't know what the fuck. Mm. Who cares? The point is that you're here. <laughs> yeah. You're very young. You're definitely the youngest person I think I've had on this podcast. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than Hannah and Sid. They're mm. they're, they're they're really young as well. How but old are they? I don't know exactly. I think they're like 24 and 25 or something like that. Oh yeah, like I'm that. 21. Yeah. yeah, oh my god. 21, <laughs> 21. Like 21 Savage? <laughs> so- <laughs> uh Are you into the mumble rap and stuff? Are you into the, the hip hop or what kind of music do you, is your flave?
0: Yeah, okay. I listen to a lot of different kinds of music. I feel like what I don't typically gravitate towards is like country and like EDM, really. Really? Um, yeah, but I like really love rap when I go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um But what
1: oh, kind? What, what from what? Like name ooh. me a few artists.
0: I really love Metro Boomin. Oh yeah. Um the the new Spider-Man movie that came out. Yeah. Um Across the Spider-Verse crazy. Um was so good. I've just been listening to that soundtrack on repeat. Is there um, mumble rap on there? I have no idea. I listen to, I'm like bad with categories of music. I have really been liking, oh gosh, who sings Nuketown? That's another one. I like female rappers too when I go to the gym. Um, but in terms of other music, oh, Ski Mask, The Slump God. That was another one. Never heard of him.
1: He's pretty him. cool. Him.
0: Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> him, I, think. See, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's see, but then I also like music that makes me feel like I'm like frolicking in the woods. Oh, wow! So um... I didn't
1: know music like that exists. It
0: does. Frolicking
1: ever, is have a you, word I haven't heard in quite some time.
0: Have you ever listened to Hosier in your yes, life? Yes, yes, but he
1: doesn't make me want to frolic.
0: Oh, I always want to fr- like, like a frolic, but also maybe cry in the woods. Oh, like like a ho- like Hosier, Noah Khan, The Lumineers. Okay. Um. Yeah. Those I don't are know. like
1: alternative type. Rock, yeah, though. I
0: like. I like indie alternative I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then also like I don't hate on pop right like,
1: I are you a ta- are you a swifty
0: I do love Taylor
1: you, I mean who doesn't I, I do. think the people who even say they don't like her or do like her secretly
0: yeah they just don't want to admit it yeah. because they think I, it makes them look a certain a fuck, way
1: man I love her she's hot right she's hot and she's she's I heard she puts on a three and a half hour concert
0: pretty much
1: there's like 45 songs she goes through yeah. and sings on stage by herself like come on man
0: the set list is crazy you have to admit that she's talented at some capacity
1: not only that she's a bona fide business woman like oh! she she's got it all she's got all her bases covered whether she's bad in relationship that gives her her ammo <laughs> um just like I guess Olivia Rodrigo I don't know yeah. but you know this is a younger version um who else am I into you know like when it comes to pop oh Dua Lipa my fave oh. that's like my alter. Ulti- I was hot on Dua Lipa from day one, like when really? nobody knew who she was, mm-hmm. this is like early 2000, maybe 10, 12 when I first heard of her.
0: Really? And I was like,
1: man, that chick's going to be a huge star. And nobody even knew how to pronounce her name. Doa Lipa? Nobody knew how to say it. And I'm <laughs> and, like, it's Dua Lipa.
0: And now she's on the Barbie soundtrack. Now, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> she is a Barbie. She's yeah.
1: technically from Albanian. Did you know that? Huh. Yeah. And I also found out Robert De Niro is technically Albanian, raised in Italy. Because they're right next to each other. Uh, yeah. But now I'm like, man, I got to get to Albania. Hmm. That's the move right there.
0: <laughs> the people that you're attracted to, to are elite, Yeah,
1: and De Niro. Mm, you know, yeah. attracted to that De Niro face. How you doing? Um, Alexandra Manzo. I'm going to skip the Sophia part.
0: That's okay. I mean, it's like a part of the full name, but it's pretty long, yeah. so I get it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In regards to your, your, fil- your acting, right, and filmmaking, yes. what projects... Have you worked on even if they're not known or mm. like even released? I mean, what what kind of experience do you have?
0: Yeah, so I like grew up doing theater in high school because I'm from. Um, I like spent the first chunk of my life like in the East Bay area, and then now I live like just on the cusp of like the Bay in Central California. So it's a pretty small town, right? And um, didn't have that many opportunities there and so one of the big opportunities was theater and so I like did that um and then since moving out to LA like I've done a couple commercial stuff I've done um I was like featured extras on like a Fuji Film commercial and right. that sort of stuff um are
1: you SAG-AFTRA I am not right non-union right
0: yeah I'm Same non-union there. so I'm I'm on those casting websites as a non-union person which like there are there are pluses and minuses to that I feel Um, But I also just like to act in my friend's short films and everything. Right. Um,
1: How difficult is it getting an audition nowadays, even uh, considering the writer's strike is still happening right now? And that's across the country, right? They're striking in New York as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so everywhere there's TV studios, everybody's striking, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like even the Tony Awards, they didn't have a script. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of were just vibing. It was fun. They were just winging it? Pretty much. Holy like, shit. Yeah, they were able to do some stuff, but I know, um what's her name? Ariana DeBose. She mm-hmm. hosted or like they were one of the hosts and um I saw this thing on TikTok of her just being like, We don't have a script because we don't have right, writers. Right, we have writers. So yeah. Um
1: But I mean how how difficult it is now, like in considering post COVID yeah. writer strike. Yeah. I mean, there isn't many projects getting made because the writer strike it's like a domino effect. It, it's a ripple effect. Oh, like because for sure. they're not working or they're striking, then projects aren't getting, uh, productions aren't being put into motion. The catering isn't happening. The grips aren't working. Like it's a yeah. whole thing that that directly stems from the striking, right? And you
0: know what's crazy is SAG like after the strike.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> it's a. It's they're doubling down. I
0: know, but then I guess now that's when it's time for for actors like me who are not affiliated with anybody to right. be like look at me
1: hire me right <laughs> yeah please <laughs> well that's the beauty of non-union i used to do a little extra work back in the day through central casting okay. right which is yeah it's, it, they're very they're like the cream of the crop of getting you parts and a lot of the, LA
0: casting all the time yeah
1: it's it's very uh they, they, they casted me immediately i only got casted for uh casted for two basically two stereotype roles right i would always get casted for the shady looking guy and the cop right your
0: name is literally sketch well my real name is
1: christian nava right but they didn't call me sketch because i would always have to put my real name i would mm-hmm. tell them my name is sketch but some people will call me that on on set yeah. right i was on csi a couple of times Damn. right uh csi new york with gary sinise mm. who was Cat- lieutenant dan from forrest gump
0: lieutenant Dan. lieutenant
1: dan he even has a band called the lieutenant dan band
0: does he really yes
1: I and mean- I met him, but I was casted both roles on the same day. Shady looking guy and cop. I don't know if they were in the same scene, though. I don't think. No, obviously not. It can't be two different people. But I was two different people in one episode. Isn't that crazy? Um, With your roles, what do you get casted as typically?
0: Oh, gosh. Because
1: you look so young. I got to point something out before you answer that question, Alexandra. Yeah. I got to point something out. You're very well versed in your vocabulary, the way you speak. You're 21 years old, 21, but (laughs) you don't sound or act like it. You look like you're like 17. (laughs) Okay. You look like a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, you remind me of Caitlin Dever when she was your age, young, right? Very young. What is it that you normally get stereotype cast role? Like, I mean, obviously you probably. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. You sure, get,
0: guess. I wanna. I wanna yeah. hear your perception. I of think me. you
1: get casted as as a high school student most of the time. That you're that young. Uh, when it comes to a bigger project, not not your independent films. I'm mm-hmm. sure you could play anything, you know. But oh, <laughs> but I think when it comes to like the central casting, yeah. or the Warner Brothers or whatever it is that you're you're going to get when it comes to a project, immediately it's high school student. Uh, daughter of father who's abusive or something. I don't know, something like that. Is that right? Am Literally, I am I close?
0: One of my first auditions that I went to didn't get it, but it was like do, like daughter of like trauma like emotionally. Are you gonna challenged say Trump father. right now? No, oh, trauma. Oh, oh, okay. oh my God.
1: <laughs> I thought you were about no, to say
0: daughter of Trump. Absolutely what? not. You're one of the Trump? Let's I I don't I do right. not want to give that. <laughs> um no, but I it's definitely high school a lot. I was talking to a couple of my friends about this actually, but um I feel like I'm either typecast as like just the blonde mean popular one. Really? Or yeah, I mean, you don't—you're not acting. even really
1: that blonde blonde though. You have I like think, kind of like this blonde amber type of hair.
0: Yeah, it's it's gotten a little bit more strawberry. I think yeah. also with strawberry
1: blonde. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, not crazy. I've I debated actually like officially dyeing my hair strawberry blonde but I I like to have this weird superiority thing where I could say I've never like permanently dyed my hair. Mm. I've done like um, color conditioner where it like washes out after a couple rinses or like I have this spray that has like chamomile and lemon to just like brighten up blonde but mm. I for some reason I'm very much like I want to I want to be able to flex because I feel like any time I want to dye my hair that's when like an old lady at a grocery store is like you have such lovely hair sweetie and I'm like I can't change it <laughs> I can't change it Um, but yeah going back to the roles I feel like it's either like mean popular girl or like like damaged emotional crying girl
1: can you cry on cue yeah really mm-hmm. like you can cry right now I if mean, i don't look at you if i, mean, I turn around oh God. can you cry a little I, bit
0: it's gonna it's gonna take me like a little it doesn't take we me can always seconds.
1: edit it down
0: <laughs> do you want me to
1: i mean kinda i kind of want to see you'd be the first person in on this podcast to ever cry on cue like legit if you can do it if not we'll just edit it out no big deal give me you know. give me
0: like all give right. me 30 seconds all
1: right i'm just gonna go over here and, and jump on my phone go ahead and just let me know when you're
0: My eyes got watery. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, I see. They got watery. I didn't get a lot of dripping tears today, but they're watery. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you do that just by holding your eyes open a long time?
0: Um, I. Oh, you are crying. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, I just, I, what I do is I don't blink and then I just shit on myself. What? <laughs> Holy moly. Not literally. <laughs> I, I don't go full monkey. I don't start throwing shit. No, right. I just like. You just like bring up Do bad think, things in your life. What did
1: you? Can I ask? What did you bring up in your mind to Are make we you go there a little bit? No, okay, bit. that's
0: fine. Um, it's just like
1: trust me, nobody's listening. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't doubt them. <laughs> um, but no, I mean to this
1: podcast <laughs> in general. But go ahead.
0: That is okay. No, um, it's just things like, uh, you're not good enough, or like you're never gonna achieve your dreams, or like you're ugly, or really? you're stupid. Yeah, I like go there, and then I just also keep my eyes open.
1: I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say like you think of like you know a dog dying or something. No, that's what gets me. Every I'm a time. cat
0: person. Sorry. Oh, okay. Or, or a pet, your cat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I, I, I would assume that you are, or presume you are a cat person. Yeah. For me, I'm I'm more of a, I like all animals, but yeah. when I cry involuntarily, if I had to cu- cry on cue, I would have to listen to this one song called, um, somewhere over the rainbow by the, it's a yeah. guy who plays it on the ukule- ukulele, yeah. mm-hmm. Israel, long Hawaiian last name. Yeah. Right. That song reminds me of my dog, Lily, who passed away from stage four cancer. And that, and I made a tribute for her with photos and the music, and I added that song. If I hear the first few strings of that ukulele, I'm Niagara Falls. No! Insta- so if I'm ever doing something on set where I have to cry on cue, cue up that track. Send me the trailer for, I don't know, probably longer than 30 seconds. Mm. Or just show me like a dog commercial with no words, instant. I don't know no what it is. No words,
0: just emotional just, music.
1: Just dog with its owner and being like laying next to it. It it wrecks me.
0: And then owner without its dog.
1: And then the dog's laying on the <laughs> owner's grave. Oh my God. Or those those military people who come home and their dog. Oh, those are crazy. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my
0: God. I can't handle it. I can't.
1: I can't yeah. handle it. Like, yeah. I, I get like maybe one or two in on TikTok or on IG and I'm I'm out. I'll yeah. like it and I'm out. I can't yeah, 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 forget yeah. it. Mm-mm. Um. But going back to the roles. Oh, sure. Did you, have you gotten any auditions? Have you gotten any roles lately and and is it h- hard getting those roles now considering everything that we just said post-COVID, the writer strike and now SAG-AFTRA? I mean, is there any work out there for actors?
0: I yeah, I don't know. I mean, in all honesty, I I think um because I've noticed like a a, a dip in acting roles from the writer strike like I kind of have been Pulling back, not to say that I'm not doing it, but more so, I've just been like acting in things that my friends are doing. So, or... what are they
1: making? What are they? Wor- what are your friends working on? I know I've s- I've seen you on IG. I've yeah. seen, it's it, I've seen you on like red carpet type premieres. <laughs> yeah. It looks like you're, <laughs> you know, you're you're doing stuff big, but these are small independent movies. You're saying.
0: Yeah. Can I like plug the Absolutely. film club I'm a part Go of? Ahead. Okay. Perfect. Um. So at UCLA, I'm a part of a club called fps productions it's film photography society this is the spiel i give to everyone by the way i'm like the biggest fan of this club i try to bring as many people as i can right um because i love it but basically um it's a club that like we structure almost like a production company but we do
1: is it like a sorority
0: no it's not a sorority we don't pay dues um you don't get
1: hazed and shit
0: we don't get hazed absolutely (laughs) not um amazing inclusive club we have um Every quarter we do three short films mm. and we do two photo shoots. One's an indoor shoot and then um like a studio shoot and yeah. then another one is a location shoot. And we do like other cool events too. Like we have writer circle. How we pick the short films is we have like an executive board. Um, and people mm. submit their like 10 to 12 page scripts anonymously.
1: Wow. And then they're picked And these are other students.
0: Yeah, these are wow. other club members. Um, and then if your script is picked to be one of the ones of the quarter, mm. then you have the opportunity to direct it. Mm. Um, if not, someone else can direct it. And then all of the crew, uh, for every single short film are just from the clubs. So that's how I've been able to get the opportunity to like assistant direct a short film. Mm. I was the casting director for, um, a short film that we did that we took to, um, like a festival. It's called campus movie fest through like terminus. I think don't quote me on that, mm. but, um, yeah and it's it's something that like we're in consideration for awards. Wow, now.
1: look at you. Um
0: one of them is for like best performance um for an actress and that makes me feel really good because I casted her. Um right. so yeah, it's really really fun and we just had um a gala which we do at the end of the year to like show all of the films. Um and that was really fun. And so that's how I've like been getting a lot of hands-on experience. That's how I like learned how to hold a boom mic and like learned how to be a sound assistant and done casting and
1: you've done like a utility player type thing on all aspects of of production of movies and stuff right you've acted you've assisted (laughs) directed right you've casted you've done grip
0: yes just dipping dipping my hands and feet and what do you like the most i really loved assistant directing
1: and that's what you want to do you want to become a director
0: I would, when I say I want to be Greta Gerwig, I want to be Greta Gerwig.
1: And for the people who don't know who that is, can you elaborate a little bit? Including myself?
0: (laughs) Yes. Of course. I would love to. I will talk about that woman all the time. So Greta Gerwig um, started out as an actress. She actually went to college with Kate McKinnon, which is really cool. They were roommates. From SNL. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, she started off acting. And then she realized that like, while acting she wanted to tell stories as well and she could use her experience as an actress to know how to talk to actors because that's where some directors struggle is that they see it on their head but they don't know how to communicate it Mm. um to their performers oh
1: yeah i remember you telling me about this yes when we first met i remember Mm -hmm. you telling me about this this is one of your majors right uh, in yeah, and the so psychology I'm, like of of <laughs> actors right or something like that
0: i wish that'd be a cool major but it's um i'm majoring in psychology and then minoring in film and TV. okay
1: let's we'll get yeah. to that too but yeah so go back to the what is what
0: greta greta gerwig so okay. um she then like transitioned and she has like written and directed um she did ladybird mm, she yeah. did little women the one with like saoirse ronan oh, wow. um Do you mean and, that that big movie
1: that little women was a big was yeah. it the book or the movie
0: it was, it was a movie, but Little Women is based off of a book. Right, right. By um, Louisa May Alcott. All
1: right. And
0: so she's done those, and she's doing Barbie. What? Yes. Oh, yeah, you said that. Uh-huh. It's okay. No, it's amazing. I'm surprised every time. I, That's crazy. She's so awesome. Have you met her? No, I wish. They were doing um, at... Warner Brothers, they were doing reshoots for Barbie. Mm. Um, and that's when I had the opportunity to be there. And I wanted to walk past her so bad. I wanted to take her order. I wanted to just like be in the presence of her. But I have not met her yet. Mm. I'm manifesting that will happen. Um, but yeah, I would I would love to do that. It'll, because, it'll be
1: greater later, right? Yeah. It may I, happen. I, you're I only 21.
0: So. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, it's so crazy, dude. Because I know I'm so young, but still being at a place like UCLA. Right. It's awesome because you're around motivated people. Yeah. But it sucks because you're around motivated people. Everybody
1: and, wants the, everybody's like clamoring to get to the top. Yeah. And you yeah. feel
0: like you're doing so much at doing nothing at all because everyone else is doing more than you and it's crazy. And so even myself, like it, it, I had a lot of imposter syndrome at the beginning of the Really? Year. A lot of it because. That's actually
1: and, good though to have that. Is it? I mean, I it think doesn't that, feel good. I know it doesn't, <laughs> but norm, I feel like people who are trying to get into the industry who make it. And then even get promoted to bigger positions. Yeah. If you don't have a scintilla or even a modicum of imposter syndrome, then something's wrong. Yeah. Like, I feel like everybody has that. Mm-hmm. And even some, like Jack Harlow was here on Big Boy's Neighborhood in the morning, right? Today? No, not today. This is, this is a is. I was going to say, back, Jack yeah. Harlow was here yeah, today? no, he wasn't. Oh I, my I, God. Trust me, if I would have known, I would have tried to been here too. But I, I missed it. I, you know, I was at home. I work from home. But he, he comes in and I was making some promos. I listened to his interview and Big asked him, like, do you get that about Mm. imposters? And he was like, yeah, you know, because not only that, you know, being white, being a white rapper, Mm -hmm. you know, comes with perils and pros. Yeah. Right. But he he said that and I'm all, man, this guy said it just made me have a little bit of a higher respect for him or it actually up my respect for him more as an artist because he said that because he was so vulnerable about that. It makes me think like, well. I get imposter syndrome all the time. Now, granted, I'm not a rapper. I have no agenda to be a rapper. <laughs> but even in my work in radio, in production, like sometimes I, I marvel and I, in retrospect, when I sit and I go, man, I'm that guy who does this stuff. Now, granted, I also don't, I don't have a fame, I don't have a famous or a big job. Meaning, I have a famous, somewhat thankless job. Now, and I'm not saying the people that work around me aren't thankful or appreciative. It's just if you don't know what I do. You don't know what I do. Like yeah. it's hard to explain what I do to people in production and behind the scenes in radio. Mm-hmm. Being an audio producer, mm-hmm. it's it's difficult. It's it's like kind of explaining stuff in production, the, the guy who does sound design and editing. Even that's a little bit more easier to explain. Mm-hmm. But in radio, it's like you said, it's being a utility player. I yeah. do I do a little bit of this, I do a little bit of that. I work over here in this department. I work with these these salespeople. I create commercials. I edit big boys' phone taps. I make promos. It's like I'm just, I'm a versatile guy. Um, Where was I going with this? Imposter syndrome. Yeah, imposter syndrome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you, do you smoke weed?
0: Uh I don't like how I am when I smoke weed. I do uh, have uh, edibles that okay. I sometimes partake yeah. in. Um, the
1: reason I say that is because I'll lose track of what I'm saying, and it's a damn you weed moment, which I say quite often it. on this podcast. I was
0: like, that's an interesting thing to bring up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm one thing I like to pride myself on is I feel like I'm very good at keeping track of where things started <laughs> Yeah. in conversation. Yeah, and so, you have
1: no pen and paper either. You just keep it in your brain, huh? I do my best. I don't know how you do it. But you say an imp- imposter syndrome. Yes. Please continue.
0: Yeah. So I felt a lot of that at the beginning of the year being a transfer student. Um, Because UCLA has been my dream school ever since I was like a little girl.
1: Oh, it's a lot of people's dream school. Yes. Yeah. If you make it to UCLA, you've made it.
0: Oh, gosh. (laughs) That better not be my peak. Um, But it felt like that would be the peak for the longest time. At least
1: in the educational system. Mm. You know, making it to UCLA in California and even yeah. though you're from Northern California, yeah, I mean people come from all over the mm-hmm. world they to go really to UCLA. Do. Yeah, you know it is like the mecca university.
0: One of my one of my roommates is an international student yeah. from Korea.
1: Do you yeah. are are you real quick sidebar? Are you really adversary of USC?
0: Oh, I okay, I did not get college and university level rivalries right. until i made it to ucla really i i was like for the <laughs> longest time i was like this is stupid like they're just schools i don't right. care and then as soon as i was able to say go bruins right and like screw usc wow
1: wow amazing I'm like, do you have people do you people do you uh ucla folks Do you ever catch folks walking around in westwood around ucla with usc shirts
0: yeah, I feel like the parents do it all the time to spite.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> vice versa. I've seen UCLA Bruin fans over in the in downtown LA near USC all oh, the time. Sure. It's a it's one of the oldest rivalries. Yeah. You know, in 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 Southern California. Oh, it's so
0: fun. Yeah, it is. And it's 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 cool when like cuz at the end of the day we will help each other out. Right. But at a football game Maybe
1: maybe you will. <laughs> you
0: know, um but at a football game if like we get to like boo USC oh,
1: yeah it's all man <laughs> or do our
0: Bruin chant
1: like, no holds barred
0: exactly right? you have a good time and also it's like I don't know I feel like I feel like UCLA is harder to get into and it's yeah. public school whatever right. um but yeah so I didn't feel that until recently but right. with UCLA I like originally applied to all these UC schools like fresh out of high school mm. and I got rejected from UCLA
1: how did that feel
0: Awful. The worst. You got, wait,
1: say that one more time. You got rejected from UCLA? I did. Were you, so you re, you reapplied?
0: Yes. Yeah, so what happened was okay. um, out of like high school, when you're applying to all of these schools, I applied to like a ton of UCs and I was rejected from UCLA. So I committed to UC San Diego. I thought I was going to go there. Uh-huh. And then my family and I were like, this was peak, peak COVID time. Mm. Everyone was in their homes And we were like why are we going to pay uc prices when it's all going to be online anyways just do community college Mm -hmm. and that was like a big heart-wrenching moment for me because in high school like i compromised a lot of my social life to do good in school i was like a big um ibap kid um i was like a certain top percentage of the class i really really cared about school
1: would you be considered kind of like a
0: nerd yeah i was a nerd a little bit
1: Um, you don't wear any glasses, though.
0: I actually do have glasses. I oh. have to wear them to drive.
1: Oh, that's even better.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I like did that. I my my big thing in high school was I would like go to school, go to theater, go to dance, go home and do work. What
1: kind of dance?
0: I did everything except Were like you like tap, a ballerina. I was a ballerina. Oh,
1: I love ballerinas. I was a
0: contemporary dancer. I was a dance teacher for a few years. What? Yeah. W- of what? I I taught like
1: what kind of dance?
0: Uh, like contemporary and lyrical and jazz
1: really yeah
0: I, I taught kids from like ages like three to like
1: and you were 16. teaching when what how old were you 16 to
0: 19
1: how do you become a teacher at that age you I mean you just started <laughs> driving how do you get appointed to be a dance teacher how
0: um I started dancing right before I turned 12 and I just loved it so I would dance like at least 10 hours a week damn and I just like I, I loved it and I guess I just got good quick um and so the owner of the studio that I went to offered me a job
1: in Northern California, right yeah. when you were growing up, yeah, and you're still like a little—you're like a little girl at that time. <laughs> yeah. Teaching grown adults or just other N- little kids? Not grown adults. Uh, I
0: taught. Um, I I taught ages. I would say yeah, ages like three to sixteen.
1: Oh, okay, I get you. That's, yeah. that's 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 fitting. I yeah. hear you, but I didn't know. So add that on to your list of skills and prowess. <laughs> oh, is you're a dance teacher? You've taken contemporary, lyrical, jazz, ballet, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And then what are, do you want to continue down the dance path? Do you feel like that could be something you can, you can pursue or is it directing that your heart is set on?
0: I think directing is where my heart is, but I always have these moments where I like look back at when I danced and I like get emotional. And I know that like when I'm going to be home for a little bit in the summer, like I'm going to dance again just cause like studios are up there and yeah. everything, um, but, yeah, I think it's definitely, like, a love of the past, but it's still something that, like, when I go to the gym, if there's an open studio room, I go there and I just, like, improv and dance, just oh, for Like, up with the bar? I actually, <laughs> I don't I don't have, like, a bar anymore, but I, like, sometimes just hold on to the side of my bed and, like, do. Oh. Yeah. I, I, try, to, I, I try to make sure I don't completely lose it for the rest of my life. Right. Because it just was just such a big
1: Try bar. to retain some of the skills and the exercises and yeah. whatnot, right? Well, mm. I mean, you know, that, okay, so with the directing...
0: I didn't even finish why I had imposter syndrome skin. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, let's go back to that. <laughs> go ahead.
0: No, I'll finish that up real quick. So, yeah, I, um, yeah, I was going to go to UC San Diego and then I ended up going to community college right? Um, for two years and then got those credits and that's when I applied to UCLA as a transfer mm-hmm. and that's when I got in. Um, so and if I, Okay,
1: so li- real quick, with yes. the rejection, yeah, you get a letter mm. and you open it. You get it, an email. An email. All right, they don't even do letters anymore. That's they, how old I am, by they, the way. They do <laughs> the
0: letters, but they're after. The emails are like, yeah,
1: this is instant boom, and you and you read it, and what's your immediate reaction?
0: What do you to start that?
1: crying on cue? I
0: I did cry. You
1: did. Yeah. And then how long between the rejection letter and then the acceptance letter goes by?
0: Um. Well, for me, it was a long span of time because I did community college, so that was two like years.
1: Two years. Did you think you were gonna go be able to get accepted into uh, UCLA?
0: I really, really hoped so because in community college, I still tried to keep up my grades uh-huh. um, and like extracurriculars and things like that. And so like I crossed my fingers, but it's so hard because you can get rejected just cause like the, the person reviewing your application maybe ate a bad burrito that day. Like it's mm. like a crazy thing. Um, and so I tried to not take it personal, but it's hard when that's like your little girl dream. Right. Um, and so I'm a big, big proponent of everything happens for a reason. I yeah. get that from my mom and I, Fully think that like if that didn't happen, if I didn't decide to go to community college, then I wouldn't have been able to go to UCLA now. Mm -hmm. And I would be studying psychology at UC San Diego, probably not doing film as much and like have a completely different life for myself. Yeah, We
1: wouldn't have be on this podcast right now.
0: Exactly. We wouldn't have met. And so I just think it's crazy how life pans out. But I still had imposter syndrome because You get to this big school where everyone already has established friendships. Mm -hmm. They know how the quarter system works. That's a whole nother thing. Semesters and quarters are so different. Like you blink in its midterms and it's so fucking jarring. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, so you like get there and you freak the fuck out because everyone already has friends and you don't know what's going on. Everybody's
1: clicky, right?
0: Not clicky, but it's just like they've been there for two years, you know?
1: Was anybody mean to you?
0: Uh, I wouldn't say mean. I think the kind of mean at UCLA is hidden, which is
1: worse. Oh, it's like invisible (laughs) hating, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Is it like frenemy hating?
0: A little bit, Hmm. but I mean, that's everywhere. I don't think that's specific to UCLA. Mm -hmm. That just kind of happens. But I, but generally my experience there has been awesome. And once I got over the imposter syndrome and, and found my footing, I think with the film club. How did you get over it? Is it the film club? Yeah, it was just like. As soon as I got to hold my own and kind of get a grasp on what this crazy school was, that's when it felt better. Um, Just because really like the first couple months, it was like, ah, what's going on? Mm. Um, And then I, yeah, I found my footing and now it's been good and and I'm just like excited for next year.
1: (laughs) Does UCLA have a good film department?
0: They do. Mm-hmm. They really do. I I wish I was like more saturated into it, um, as a major student. But their film program is so selective. I know a couple of people who are film majors. They're rock stars. Um, is there anybody
1: famous that went to UCLA other than was it Greta? Did she?
0: Greta didn't. I think Greta went. Did she go to NYU? Like, what
1: famous directors went to UCLA? I wonder.
0: Oh God, I looked this up at some point.
1: Let's Google that real quick.
0: Um, did did Coppola go there? I think I think Coppola, Sophia Coppola. No, I think Francis Ford maybe went there for master's oh. program. Let's see. UCLA Film Alums. Mm-hmm. Film alumni. Let's see. Huh. Ben Stiller, that's an actor. James Franco, that's an actor. Francis Ford Coppola. Really? Yeah.
1: Damn, Francis Ford Coppola is a Bruin. I think so. That's wild. Well,
0: they he directed a student film at the film school. Um, let's see. I I feel like I could go in a whole thing oh um there is this recent filmmaker um anna lily amirpour mm-hmm. and she made um a movie called a girl walks home alone at night and i watched it for a screenwriting class um and like they're really cool mm-hmm. um we have a lot of like celebrities who come to just talk which oh, is that's cool so,
1: like on a panel
0: yeah um and even like going back to the film club i talk about this club all the time i love it
1: yeah you love that club i
0: really do um, i want to
1: join this club
0: i know but <laughs>
1: they don't have a podcast division
0: they we actually do have a podcast no way yeah it's called talking pictures oh the talkies <laughs> yeah pretty Aww. much um but we have like a part of the club is like outreach and so we have people who come to like talk and um there was this We had this like panel um, and we were able to get like an editor from Marvel, a writer, um, this this girl. I think her name is Rika, but she won. She won a crazy award for a film that she did. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that we were talking about imposter syndrome because she actually said that once she won that award, like she could not look at it. And she could not make films for, like, a year or two.
1: Because but, of imposter syndrome?
0: Yeah, because she was like, okay, this is my peak and I'm, what, 25? Like, mm. what is the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. And that's interesting to hear as, like, a, a student who wants to work in film and is just, like, hungry for it. Right. To hear someone who's, like, still pretty young be like, I didn't know where I was going to go from here. I, am, I like, pretty much gave up. And I was like, wow. you're giving up this young? You got, like, you an Oscar. You think that would
1: just amplify you wanting to work on the next thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess it just, like happens when you're in a field that's like a lot of it's just like self-motivated. Right. You know, which can be like the best thing, but it's also so scary when the only person telling you what to do is yourself.
1: Yeah, you got to be like, your own boss. Yeah. You got to be your own motivator. Yeah. How do you deal with uh the stresses too of like being involved in all these different entertainment things when it comes to your schooling? Yeah. Your majors? you're acting you're pursuing to become a director there's a lot of moving parts and it seems like is there any time to sleep and to just mm-hmm. like you know deal with the 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 because str- i keep forgetting you're, you're only 21 you seem so much more mature than that oh. to me um but you know you bounce back you're a spring chicken you know you can go out and party mm-hmm. wake up and and be just slightly a party yeah slightly hungover <laughs> but not really you know yeah. what i mean because you're so young but do you do you find yourself going out and going to parties a lot, or are you still that that kind of nerd from mm. from earlier earlier Alexandra at UCLA? Like, cause there's a lot of partying going on at UCLA, right, all the time. They're definitely that, that is. neighborhood. I've DJ'd many a parties in many of those apartments. Did
0: you DJ frats?
1: I yeah yeah. Well, I don't know yeah frats for sure frats. It was right around that you know what's that. That one street that runs right along. It's,
0: it's frat row. <laughs> no, but it's
1: called, it starts with an M. What's that one street that runs behind near the 405 freeway going like near Getty's, the Getty museum. Ooh. It starts with an M. Ah, I no, can't remember I know what
0: you're talking about though.
1: Yeah. I, my girlfriend used, my ex-girlfriend used to live around there. I would get off on the freeway and, and pick her up from that street, the back street. It would lead in, so you'd have to go through actually West actual Midvale. West. Midvale, that's it. There Thank it is. you very much. Uh huh. Many a parties off that area. Yeah. Right? Until the cops came. <laughs> yeah. But all these students are partying and, and, you know, going to school. I mean, what's your what's your social life at like at in this film club? Do they party? Do you party? And if you do, how much do you party until you can't take it? Or are you just the opposite of that?
0: See, I like to think I have a really good balance. I think the culture at UCLA is like work hard, play hard. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my roommates, like, she is in a sorority. And so sometimes I would go to frats, but like, those aren't my parties of choice because um, they're just like dirty. Um,
1: yeah, real grimy. Yeah. Everybody's on Adderall.
0: Yuck. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. They only have natty lights. Yuck what um, is that <laughs> natural light beer
1: oh no <laughs> what yeah
0: that's like unacceptable the, i know that's the whole thing um but yeah so it was like that for a little bit but ucla really likes Thursday thursdays with the film club we have like we have these things called like fund because our club doesn't have dues and so we like get money did
1: you say dudes or dues 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 gotcha
0: we got dudes yeah yeah I but not like not like how like the ski club has dudes <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we got some fun, cute people. Um but yeah, so we like do parties sometimes or maybe there's like five dollar entry, but then it's cool. Or we do um what is it? Oh gosh, I'm like blanking on the names. But we have like social parties with the film club. Oh and um It seems
1: so innocent. Yeah, but it's not. But <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are. You look innocent, but <laughs> goddamn, you guys know how to rage. You said fund rager.
0: Fund rager. Ooh. Yeah, but I mean, it's cool. And also like I have gotten to know like a lot of people in the buildings. The buildings are very social because um, I'm in an apartment, so I'm not in a dorm.
1: Yeah, you don't you don't you live in Westwood in an apartment. You don't live on mm-hmm. campus. You don't live in a dorm. Did right. you want to live in a dorm? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you do you get a choice?
0: Yeah, so I really wanted to live in a dorm cuz I hadn't had that experience yet. Right. And um on the housing application you list like your housing preferences and excuse me, and mm-hmm. all of um mine were dorms. I didn't put apartments at all. Mm. Cuz also like I wanted to go to dining halls. Like I wanted a meal plan. You don't get a meal plan when you're off campus.
1: Like free food?
0: Not free. You pay for it. But like just to go to the dining halls.
1: You got to be like uh you have to hold a card membership or something like that
0: you get like swipes wow yeah it's a whole thing but um i really wanted that and so that's what i put in my housing application and ucla just did a big like screw you and they put me in an apartment and it was with like random girls eight people one apartment damn four rooms two bathrooms a kitchen living room yeah
1: that sounds like an episode of big brother or something yeah like a it bunch feels of people, like, big brother. like a reality show
0: <laughs> yeah it feels like it right um and so i got that and i remember being so sad like i wanted to see if i could switch with people because that's the only way that you could change mm-hmm. is if you find someone who will do a direct swap with you mm-hmm. so it was like going on facebook and everything and i just could not find someone to switch and so i was like okay this is my life's just going to be in an apartment. Mm-hmm. But I, once again, everything happens for a reason because I met some of like the best people there. Um, I really like the apartment, even though it's small.
1: Right. How, yeah. how many roommates?
0: Yeah. Seven others. So eight people. Wait, wait.
1: You, you
0: <laughs> it's literally eight people. In
1: Okay. So this place you're at now, uh-huh. which is not a dorm. Correct. It's an apartment. How many rooms? You said four?
0: Four rooms. So the,
1: the the place, the thing you, the whole scenario you just told me about is now happening. Yes. And you just came from there. Yes. To come to this podcast. Yes holy crap that's a
0: lot <laughs> i'm telling you big brother there's
1: no me time do you get me time do you, do you share a room with somebody else
0: i do share a room oh i do God. share a room. how do but, you how do
1: you deal
0: well see i i deal because actually my immediate roommate judith judith if you're listening i love you um Aww. she doesn't live that far from school and so she tends to go home on weekends mm-hmm. and so i get like few days oh, of me time, i see i see which is nice mm-hmm. um but i also love her so i love when she stays are, are but... your
1: roommates messy yeah
0: yeah some are, are they are some
1: of them dudes no oh uh, just all girls yeah wow that's so hot what girls. about um what about like
0: sketch you can't say that
1: <laughs> yeah i can you guys are old enough you're 21 um, not
0: all of us <laughs>
1: oh sorry well then you are all right um what about um what drives you nuts about living with these roommates Oh god. You don't have to t- say You're their name. You're
0: trying names. to start
1: a fight. No, nah, no, nah, just reality. Like cuz I used to have roommates and my I'll I'll start I'll start I'll begin, okay? Sure. When I had roommates, I lived with my cousin and he would walk around like this. Ah. Uh. Right. But we we lived on a in a one-story house. I could hear him walking from the other side of the house stomping. Like and I'm like bro, what's with the stomping? Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't, are you trying to broadcast to the house and it's Mm -hmm. only me here and the dogs that you're home? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand what the stomping is.
0: Yeah.
1: The other thing is he would leave, you know, the the refrigerator door open. And Uh, I'm like, how do you not just know how to close it? (laughs) Like, isn't that an immediate by default reaction? When you open your car door, when you start the car, you close, you don't drive with the door open. (laughs) So why, you know what I mean? Like, these are little things, little uh, pet peeves of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he have the TV super loud, and he's sitting right in front. I'm like, Are you at a concert? Yeah. Like, what's the? You can't just bring it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Put the subtitles on. Like, bro, little <laughs> consideration here. Paying yeah. rent. Uh huh. What about you?
0: Well, see, I I don't have any um door open situations. Mm-hmm. I think
1: leaving the toilet seat. No, you don't have dudes living yeah, in there. No, all right, all
0: right, we're fine there. Um, but let me think. I really, really do love all my roommates and feel like God. I know, be I lucky. know.
1: But you know, people people have their own tendencies, and yeah. one person's tendencies may not agree with somebody else's tendencies.
0: Here, you, you phrased it as tendencies, and that makes it feel better. All right, that's um, a politically correct. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I think the difference is like myself and a couple of my other roommates have a very different sleep schedule.
1: Ah, here we go.
0: And it's a thing where I, I'm like a naturally like a seven thirty, eight thirty, nine thirty riser. So I like the mornings, and I like to go to bed by at least one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people in my apartment who don't like to go to bed. until bed at like
1: four in the morning?
0: At least 2.30, and our walls are very thin. Yeah. And so it's like there have been many, many nights where I've like had to get up at seven or yeah. something for something to do uh-huh. or like work or something. And then I'm like up till three because I hear people talking and I, I I'm fine with, with confrontation, but I don't love it. Me neither. And so like, I'll be like, good night. And I'm like, I hope this indicates that I'm going to bed.
1: What about texting? Do you just text him and go, Hey, can you kind of hold it down a little bit?
0: I've done that a couple of times.
1: Yeah. What about this? This is what I learned. How I had to adapt because mm-hmm. I'm a very light sleeper. Are you a light sleeper?
0: I think I'm like generally okay.
1: Well, the problem with me being an audio producer, mm. it's a gift and a curse. I like to think I have pretty good hearing mm-hmm. for a 45-year-old man still, mm-hmm. right? Problem is, I hear everything. I like to say I can hear a flea fart 10 miles away, mm-hmm. right? Because my hearing everything, I hear like everything. Mm-hmm. And my mom had that. As I get older, it seems like it's only increased. Like, I can hear everything even more now. Mm. So, in order to mitigate how much I hear, because I usually, I'm wearing headphones right now. These same headphones, I used to go to sleep, <gasps> right? But I put a headband on so my ears don't get all sweaty, right? But the thing is, is I started using a white noise app. Now, I started originally with AirPods or earbuds when they still had the wire. Mm. And I would just put up a white noise app on my phone, which was just like an, an airplane cabin sound, which was just like
0: yeah i've listened to those before right
1: out rem sleep eight hours (laughs) straight didn't wake up once right meanwhile the dogs are outside barking sure my my at the time my roommates walking around stomping i don't hear anything (laughs) i don't hear anything yeah i'm good so i'm like this is the move now but eventually i could start the earbuds weren't enough Mm -hmm. you know sometimes the phone would run out of juice or whatever so i just started going with the big headphones that covered the ear and How do you
0: sleep like that well, though, isn't it on I have like
1: this really long giraffe neck. So I'm <laughs> able to kind of I, I figured out a system to I get see. and plus these are really soft. Hmm. So they they're they're cushiony and they don't feel like once you have them on, they don't really feel like you're wearing you can't feel them anymore. Yeah. They just kinda the feeling of wearing headphones goes away. And as I'm sleeping, I put on the White Noise app on Amazon Prime. I bought it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a box fan noise <laughs> and it goes for nine hours, right? And I'm telling you. Alexandra, yeah, I've never got better sleep in my life, especially when that thing's going. And even if you don't wear headphones, you just put it on next to you. Mm-hmm. It helps olivi- alleviate, alleviate, I'm saying Olivia, alleviate. alleviate the extra fodder noise going on See, around you. See, now
0: I have a question for you, though. Go ahead. What about your alarms?
1: I don't have alarms. I just wake up biologically. I don't need it. My body wakes me up every morning exactly at the same time.
0: See, we're not all gifted like
1: well, that. Because you're still a young baby adult, so yeah. you, this is the. I used to have the same issue. I would, I would need an alarm. The thing is, you can set an alarm, but if that that box fan noise goes out, if the Wi-Fi goes out, which it did this morning, by the way. Mm. And this morning, I woke up to the sudden silence. It was like this, and when that happens, I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. It's, it's the silence that wakes me up.
0: Hmm.
1: It, the, the hum is keeping me asleep or it keeping me comfortably audibly mm-hmm. but as soon as it goes from i'm like i just yeah. wake up immediately like almost like yeah panicking like what mm-hmm. the fuck's going on mm-hmm. but when it comes to waking up naturally i i have no problem i wake up at like at nine o'clock in the morning every day even if i go to bed at four in the morning my body just wakes up because mm-hmm. of my work i have to be awake To check emails and stuff. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, I just, I'll, you know, if I wake up too early, I'll just go back to sleep. Yeah. You should try the white noise thing.
0: I, yeah, I've tried, I've tried like, um, like ambiance. I've tried earbuds, but then the ear, like. Yeah, earbuds
1: hurt. Yeah, and it's they the fall over out. It's the over-the-ear noise-canceling headphones are the move. The cushioned ones are the move. But That's,
0: I'm a side sleeper, dude. You
1: could. I am, too. I sleep on my right side, but I put a pillow underneath my neck, <laughs> and I kind of prop my head just enough so that it's all the pressure isn't being on my right ear. Mm-hmm. You should try it. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it works. I might. Yeah. I mean, you live with like 800 people. You might as well, right? Yeah,
0: pretty much. I live with like the entire UCLA campus. I
1: I mean, wow. And what does UCLA stand for?
0: (laughs) Uh, University of Calves Legs and Ass because we walk everywhere and are are everyone's fit. um, Or at least we try to be. It's hard, though, right now, because right now it's finals time. Yeah. Um, How much
1: Adderall is flying around that campus?
0: (laughs) Probably a lot. (laughs) That's probably. why there's a shortage. Probably, yeah. UCLA it's, it's, motherfucker. It's UCLA. It's UC Berkeley. These Bruins are high <laughs> as fuck. We're, we're all on Adderall. No, I'm, this is not an ad for Adderall. Uh, just yeah, Red is. Bull, probably. No, I'm, playing, I'm playing. I'm playing. Just just Red Bull. I like
1: Red Bull. Yeah. Um, Red Bull. So bad I, for you. I can't.
0: I can't drink Celsius anymore. I tried that a couple times and I felt like my heart was actually gonna beat out of my chest. Like I, it. I feel like Celsius. It brings me to a point where I'm so incredibly jazzed up that I like cannot do anything. I feel like I'm just like constantly vibrating that I can't be effective in any work that I do.
1: That's how I feel when I take Adderall. Yeah. It, it has the opposite effect on me. I see. Um, It's for people with ADD. I I try to get diagnosed with ADD just so I can get Adderall. Uh, and uh, the person interviewing me was like, yeah, no, you don't have ADD. Yeah. You. They were like, you need cognitive behavioral therapy, <laughs> and I was like, "What?"
0: <laughs> I'm I was like, Sandra "Does that, know what that is?" Yeah, does, that come,
1: does that come with Adderall? She was like, "No, <laughs> unfortunately not."
0: I was like, "Damn." You went in to get drugs, and they were like, "Here's what you really need."
1: Yeah, they were like, "This guy is just gonna try to sell it." I'm like, "Really? I'm not. I'm just gonna take it to myself." You know, you do
0: get typecast as that? Though? I do, and I would, <laughs> if
1: I was in a movie, I would probably be the Adderall dealer.
0: <laughs> you probably would. Yeah,
1: that's my face. Uh huh. Um. Let's go. We're already in an hour, young oh, wow. Alexandra. I mean, it goes by fast. Oh,
0: damn! Yeah, so that's cool.
1: let's let's get to these other things, kind of in a in a feverish pace, if sure. we can if we can go through it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I really like to thank you for your your openness, your transparency about mm. your life and about being UCLA student and being in the film club and breaking into to the film industry, mm-hmm. even amidst the. Well, the pandemic's over with, I guess, you know, quote unquote. And then, you know, you have the strike going on, the writer's strike going on. You got a SAG after a strike, but we're not we're not in the union. But Mm -hmm. still, that will affect projects getting made regardless. But how do I if I want to get in Mm -hmm. right now, this old, bald, ugly omatic, right? How do what would you suggest to somebody either like me or somebody who's your age trying to break into the industry? What, What would you say is the best route? get in the film club
0: i would tell them to tell me how to do it because i still don't know how to do it like i i'm very blessed in in school and, and through like these communities that i'm able to try all these things and do it but it's still really scary yeah and especially like because there's not a linear path you don't really know where to start i think starting is the the hardest part Um, but it's like sometimes it's that one random connection that's like your father's best friend's daughter's dog's uncle like that can help get you the job right um and so i think like even though i'm in the very beginning stages my biggest thing is just like try to talk to people and just be like willing because i used to be i used to be such a shy kid and then Um, like I would hide behind my parents at like family gatherings. I would not talk to my cousins.
1: That's so sweet.
0: Yeah. And then I like had to just force myself in high school. And I feel like it started maybe in eighth grade. Even I just had to like talk to people.
1: Come out of your shell.
0: Pretty much. Yeah.
1: Start networking.
0: Yes, exactly. And I think, um, it's been easier too at UCLA just cuz you're around so many people all the time that you get used to kind of just like being on a little bit. Right. Um
1: you put your uh networking mask on.
0: Yeah, right? a little and cuz you never know who you're talking True. to. True. Um and so yeah, I would just say like be open to talking to people even today i was just at coffee commissary in burbank yeah and um because i i like to go there the vibes and they're really good there's usually a lot of film people there yeah like you see people writing scripts or like doing little coffee or meetings.
1: pretending to be important
0: exactly i mean hey i'm there pretending to be important <laughs> oh, yeah but you Shit. are though you are you are not important. yet i'm you're, not important you, yet. well you're
1: definitely on the road <laughs> to harnessing down that aspect of your life because you you're very you apply yourself I wouldn't have you on this podcast if I didn't think you were worthy enough to talk to you. Because I do find your young life and a lot of young lives of people around me fascinating. Like yeah. Because I want to ask you as well. Sure. Besides the networking and coming out of your shell and, and just learning to talk to people, because that's in this city, in L.A., and Hollywood, relationships are everything. Mm-hmm. It, especially within the industry. It's, yeah. it's not about what you know, it's who you know. It's quite right? literally and everything. That, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. That's how I was able to get my job in radio. It's because I know Big Boy. And because he's like my big brother, but I've known him since I was 12. So when he got into radio, I tried to follow in his footsteps. It took me longer, but eventually it happened. I didn't end up on the air. That wasn't really my plan. Mm-hmm. I wanted to work in imaging and production That because that's what I'm fucking good at. Mm-hmm. And now I'm here. But it took many, many years and honing my skills and sleepless nights, yeah. crying, frustrated. But you just keep doing it. You keep doing it and pretty much it becomes like a muscle you learn how to flex or, you know, you, you, you tend to that muscle and it becomes stronger. Yeah. And my muscle, I have no muscles. I'm as thin as a wafer over here. My <laughs> muscle is my brain, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've learned how to use it at certain hours until I can't use it anymore. Mm-hmm. But then I also learned how to just being a DJ also helps. Because when you're a DJ, everybody loves the DJ. Yeah. And when you're at a party spinning the records, everybody's like, hey, DJ, I want to take a picture with you. Then you learn, you you meet these new people. They may have another event. You go to that event. They You meet somebody who works in the film. Hey, I could use you for this production. That's how it works in this city, right? Exactly. Also, have you directed one of your own projects yet?
0: I have done- Like a, a small li- film. I've done a little one. I'm currently editing it.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you edit too?
0: I'm trying to learn Premiere. What? I'm not good at it
1: though. Hold I'm not on. So you're s- editing stop. on. Pre- no. You're <laughs> editing on Premiere and you're learning. You yeah. got to start somewhere.
0: I'm learning. I just um, my mom, she does photography. Um, she has like, what she would call a traditional job, but um, she also like does photography, oh. and she has this like DSLR camera that she wasn't using anymore, and it's really nice. And so she let me have it, and I just like wanted to play and try it out. So I like wrote like a couple page script and i just took one of my friends and i was like hey i want to learn how to use this camera um see if this script is good and learn how to edit so like let's just do it and so um i like had us do that and i haven't been able to edit it for a couple weeks because of school um but yeah so i'm doing that right now i think the most tangible experience i got was assistant directing that short but i really want to submit my own scripts for next year and fingers crossed even though they're anonymous one of mine gets picked to direct. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I would love like that experience. Cause I could say I want to be a director, but if I haven't even done it fully, like I can't claim that, you know?
1: Right. And so but I, you did assistant directing, which I is did. close. That's yeah. pretty close. Yeah. More than I've ever directed <laughs> anything.
0: <laughs> but yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited. And, and I, I definitely get like, anytime I tell people I like, I want to be a director. I want to like work in production in that way. Like you get people who roll their eyes and who don't believe in you, but that's just like, you need to believe in yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. Right. You know? And so I, I think even how I look at life is, is like what, it, what's the saying? It's like shoot for the stars and you'll land on the moon or something. Right. Like right. if I'll shoot big and then if the big doesn't happen, I would have still done everything along the way to at least get a little bit there. And so I know that I'm like, I would love the big thing, but I'm happy with the little bit.
1: You're content. Yeah. Right. I feel you. so... Until you're not content anymore, (laughs) and then you're going to want to reach further. Yeah. Let me ask a couple more things. Sure. Relationships, UCLA. Do we have a boyfriend right now? Is there? Is how many guys are trying to date young Alexandra Sophia Manzo?
0: (laughs) That's funny. You should ask. (laughs) Ah, Now I've
1: touched on finally a, a a. personal topic here
0: yeah um i feel like i feel like a lot of boys don't want to date me but a lot wait of, a minute but a lot of people want to slice of me
1: well that's yeah that's unfortunately <laughs> that is the male uh, thinking with the wrong brain
0: it's surprisingly tough out here
1: yeah have <laughs> you done the dating apps are you on the dating app? i
0: have i've gone on a couple of hinge dates
1: yeah um how did that go
0: fine like yeah. they were not mind-blowing um
1: did you go back and date again
0: I've only had like one serious boyfriend my whole life Re- oh. and it was in high school. <gasps> um, And then after that, they've just been like little flings or maybe like two, three month whatevers and then they don't want to commit. And so then it falls off.
1: They don't want to commit? No.
0: What? I, no. You know what's, You know what I think happens? Go ahead. Is I think uh, this could just me being me being delusional but being delusional is my favorite thing um and so i <laughs> how i like to rationalize it is that like i get into these things with these people and then they realize how strongly i'm making them feel and they're scared and so then they back off and they either like ghost me god damn or do other stuff
1: listen I wear my emotions on my forehead. <laughs> I have a tendency to fall in love very quickly. Mm. I've been engaged twice in my life. I've, I've said that in, in this podcast before. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. I hope that the, the women that I was engaged to, they found their love, their soulmate, and they moved on. They're very beautiful. They deserve to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. There's no reason. Me, at 45, has have come to a, a pretty profound realization. And that is, I am better off solo-matic. I've had only very, I would say, intense and borderline toxic relationships. Oh. And it's never been, It's ne- I've never had a truly healthy relationship with a woman. Never. It's always, they've all been really hot. Like, <laughs> super hot. You want to talk about imposter syndrome. Hmm. When My last engagement was with a woman that was so gorgeous.
0: Out of your league. Have
1: no idea what you're doing with me. Why? (laughs) Look at me. Now look at you. Look at me. Look at you. It's like one of those. Those She can have any guy or woman Mm -hmm. on earth. Yeah. Me? I can't even get... This is the average answer when I introduce myself to somebody. I'm sorry, who are you again? Mm. That's the average (laughs) answer. But with you, you're saying that these dudes... They get you get involved you get you know you start dating a little bit and then do you do you fall in love fast do you wear your emotions on your sleeve what makes them ghost you which I fucking hate ghosting it's so yeah. stupid
0: no it's the worst uh, what I mean
1: by the way real quick sidebar ghosting shouldn't even be called ghosting it should be called Houdiniing because he was a escape artist and that's what they're doing ghosts <laughs> ghosts linger around and they haunt ghosts stay around and they ooh uh, Alexandra. I love you. That's that's ghosting. That would be the proper. T- it's apropos for a ghost. Uh-huh. Ghosts don't just leave. They hang around. That's why they're ghosts.
0: <laughs> Fuck. Wow, right. Houdiniing.
1: Yeah, Houdiniing. But yeah. it's a little too long. I get the ghosting concept. I no, get the term. No, but they are escape artists. Really. Yeah, they're escape um, artists. And do they go to UCLA?
0: N- no. Your last
1: one, the one that you you you, the one that essentially three months or something and then you were like oh. they didn't want to commit with that guy that was that not guy UCLA go? okay that, that was, was not UCLA any guys at UCLA trying to holler at the young Alexandra
0: I mean I I guess but then also it's like okay I I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve but I think because it hasn't proved super effective
1: um <laughs> have you been in love before like really in love
0: I don't think so wow I mean, most of my relationship experiences, pretty much all of them have been with men. Um, and so that's a whole nother thing. It's like, how do I decenter men in my life when I've been like pursuing men for this long? But right. I guess that's why I like to like view life and sexuality very like naturally and fluidly. Because mm. like, why stress yourself out if you just want to love people?
1: Damn, that is so eloquently said, <laughs> young lady. I'm thank very you. proud of you.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: I'm proud of your... I don't know. You have a, such a level of maturity that I, I do envy. I wish I was this mature at 21 years old, because let's face it, I was a fucking lunatic. <laughs> Okay.
0: I think that's why I haven't had luck in the dating pool because they're fucking lunatics.
1: Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> so. I did. I had I. I had good luck because I was a lunatic, yeah. you know, because I guess some women were attracted to that, mm. but it's, it wasn't healthy lunatic. Yeah. It's not like I was abusive or anything. I just was, we'd always argue, it was always fighting about shit. And a lot of oh. times, you know, it comes with, it's one of the perils of being Mexican and dating other Mexican women or Latina women. Which is why I think I, I veered over towards white women more so now. That's that's kind of what I want to go for.
0: You're on the dark side now. No, no. no. I, <laughs>
1: white women are, are bomb. They are. They're very bomb. I just I just haven't had any luck uh, holding one down yet. I see. Not against her will, though.
0: Yeah. You know? I think all women are bomb.
1: They are, but I have, you know, people have tastes. They have a type. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have types and tastes. Yeah. For sure. And the older you get... The more defined they become. Do they? Oh, absolutely. Like I'm afraid. You think, not saying you think, but in the term, in the sense of just as a, as a saying. Yeah. You think that you see things clear now, right? Mm-hmm. Wait till you're 30. Yeah. And then wait till you're 40. Mm-hmm. Because every stage, every decade that you live to, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like. Your eyes get the the focus becomes clearer and clearer and clearer with every decade. Even every five years. Yeah. There's more clarity to not only your thought process, but to your maturity, Mm -hmm. to what you like, to what you don't like. My mom always told me, you don't really truly know somebody until you've lived with them for two years. Mm. That's when you truly know somebody. Yeah. And you really don't know somebody until you fight them. Not physically, but until you really had a good powwow that's verbally, that's when you really can, because you know what each other's made of now, because everybody puts both best feet forward when they're in a relationship. Yeah. Everybody puts on the, sh- the theatrics and the charade of perfection and mm-hmm. I don't get mad and da, 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 when you really are about to come to blows with yeah. somebody, then, and then if you can move past that, that's when you really have something. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying everybody's going to do this. I know plenty of people who've never argued in their lives and in their, in their relationship lives, and they're still happy. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, but you don't really know that person then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Until you're ready to fucking fight this person, that's when you have this level of, like, eureka. Yeah. Moment, and then if you're able to still love them after that, it brings you closer together.
0: Well, that's the thing. It's like it's it's the fighting, and then the admitting that you're wrong, right? And then the acceptance that like shows who you are because that shows that like you're both human. People fuck up, yeah. but then it shows that you're willing to own up to your fuck ups, which I think is like part of the human experience. Right. And if you don't want to do that, that's cowardice, and that shows who you are in another way. Right. Um. And then it's like if you're able to just like be with them again if whether it's like a partner or a friend or family member whatever that's Mm -hmm. like it solidifies the thing so that's cool that you say that
1: well it's what i've learned in my 45 years on this planet wow and um i'm continuing to learn there's it's it's an ongoing process i I, like i said i'm a dumpster fire Mm -hmm. and i'm slowly smoldering out and learning how to navigate this mm-hmm. adult forty five year old age. It's 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 different. I mean, I see things completely different now.
0: I'm scared. S- same set
1: of eyes, but now crystal fucking clear. Mm. And now I'm just married to my career. Mm. I'm married to this radio shit. I don't have kids. I have adults. Mm-hmm. They all work here. <laughs> and those adults have their own adults. Yeah. And I take care of them too. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm like the nanny at iHeartMedia. Mm. You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. in audio, in audio sense. Um In regards to, and I'm bringing it back now, this is a callback, the fucking accents. Let's go to the fucking accents, for fuck's sake, before we wrap this up, mate.
0: Are we going to end like this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm.
1: What's your favorite accent? What can you do? Give me me like a a little a little promenade of your voiceover acting accents.
0: I love a country accent.
1: Yeah, you got the twang. We heard that one. Mm. But you said you do she's you have a good-
0: favorite. I think I like to get deep in her yeah. because she's like really fun. Um like
1: Talk about the relationships in that accent. <laughs>
0: It's it's wild out here, cause these men do not want to rope me down, and I don't know why. I think I'm like a I'm I'm like a yummy slice of pie, and no one wants it, you know. And so it's just really hard. Um, but it's okay. I know I'll. I'll, I'll find I'll find my vanilla ice cream to my cherry pie at some point, but I think it is just going to take a little bit. It's not with these UCLA men. Uh, oh no! That <laughs> was nice.
1: All right. What about British? What do we got in the British sense? Go oh, ahead,
0: darling. I can't. Yeah.
1: Have I you have can't. you uh, have you been to uh, London? Have you have you seen? Did you were you there for the Queen's passing? In no, the- I've
0: not been to London. No. I really want to go to um, the Warner Brothers tour there. Because they have. The they Harry- have Warner
1: Brothers in London? Yeah,
0: they have. Harry they have Potter. the WB. They have Harry Potter, yeah. Interesting. Uh huh. And you could see the Night Boss and you could see, um, Alley. I thought I,
1: Harry Potter was, uh, Universal.
0: Is it? Oh! Yeah. I meant I Universal. think we got it switched. I'm, I'm doing yes. Warner Brothers Yeah, work. Warner
1: Brothers is only in Burbank.
0: You're <laughs> so right. I meant Universal. Yeah. Um, I want to go there. I would love to go to. Ireland, but I can't do an Irish accent. Oh, you accent. can't do the Irish accent. No, I was gonna try and I was like, I'm already embarrassing myself enough. I don't want to go
1: there. Irish accent would be uh, I think that's more Scottish. Scottish. What do you think of the heroin situation over there in Scotland? What's have you on? seen have you seen uh train spot in the movie? No. No? Oh well, that's the Scottish accent. I
0: have not. <laughs> I oh gosh, I used to be a do like a Brooklyn accent, but I don't.
1: think... Oh yeah, you do you don't like the what about the New Yorker? Let's get some New coffee York. and walk our dogs, our dogs, and maybe talk dog. about our daughters.
0: I feel like anytime I want to talk like that, I just think of Honey to Margot Robbie in Wolf of Wall Street, where she's like, "Guys, yeah. my nails!" Like, but then I can't, I can't that's do more, it.
1: I think that's more New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. it's like
0: it's funny because when she talks, she says she acts like she has long acrylics, yes. and I'm doing that right now with my hands. Wow, um, that's pretty
1: good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's not that good.
1: Have but- you done any voiceover acting in your short films? Have you ever uh, done any narration or stuff like that? I feel like you can really, you can knock some of that that voice acting over. You know how in, in, in movies they have the narrator? Yeah. Like, um, what did I just watch? Oh, it was uh, The Trouble with Fleischman, I think it's called.
0: Not sure.
1: Anyway, the point is, is that in that show, Lizzie Kaplan, she stars, she co-stars in the show mm-hmm. and she narrates a good portion of it from the very beginning of the season really? and her narrating skills are like, I, I was like, this is what makes the show. I mean, the acting is superb. The writing is superb, but when you have a really good narrator, like Morgan Freeman, you oh, know what I mean? My gosh. But but a woman, yeah, that's, you don't get that much mm-hmm. narration from women. Even yeah. today, even in 2023, you don't hear that much. Mm-hmm. When I heard Lizzie Kaplan, hold on, let me just find this thing here. Yeah, Fleischman is in trouble. That's what it's called.
0: Um, see, I've never done voiceover work, but I've had people, like, not only friends, but just, like, random strangers be like, you have a really nice voice. You, do. you should consider. Yeah, I
1: like your voice.
0: Oh, thank you. I do. I don't have good sound equipment to get into voice work, but it's, it's nice to know that people think I don't have an annoying voice.
1: Well, you should definitely try to do some narrating on some voiceover stuff, or even, car- can you do a little girl voice?
0: I think so. I don't know. I feel like I already sound like a
1: little girl. You sound like a young lady, but a little like an actual like a like a 5-year-old girl like mama.
0: <laughs> That's, a baby. <laughs> That's like a baby. Yeah.
1: Mama papa. But maybe like, you know, like So how old are you, uh, young young Alexandra? I'm 5. What's your favorite cartoon?
0: I really like Doc McStuffins. Yeah. And I like when she Fixes the an- the stuffed animals.
1: See, you have it.
0: I don't think That's I do. Oh. I think that this sounds awful.
1: Well, you see, once I'm done with it and I produce this, uh
0: huh, you'll hear You're going to really emphasize the little girl in my voice.
1: I mean, I only really have to change it, but it's all about adding <laughs> the right atmosphere to the background of it. Uh-huh. You know, like little kid type music yeah. or something atmospheric yeah. that goes with the voice to make it come to life. Because mm-hmm. there's no video with this podcast. It's yeah, all theater right. of the mind, right? You're right, you're right. Um, all right, so... Let's wrap this up. We already went, what? It's an hour 22. (laughs) Probably going to chop this down just a little bit to get rid of that dead space before you started crying on cue.
0: Oh, yeah. Which was very- I forgot that I did that already.
1: Yeah, see? That was good. (laughs) You did better than I can. When I try to just hold my eyes open, I just start getting angry. (laughs) I just start getting red. (laughs) They already are red. Alexandra, Sophia, Manzo, is there anything else that you wanted to, to- Add uh, in closing, any thoughts, anything on the way out, you know, anything maybe that we, I may have missed that you wanted to talk about or mm. touch on.
0: I don't know. I mean, if there's a slight chance that Greta Gerwig hears this, and sometimes in her life, can you please adopt me?
1: um but what about your parents?
0: I love my parents, but they'll understand. They'll understand. Yeah, it's Greta Gerwig. <laughs> I
1: think you're too old to be adopted. Am I? Uh, yeah, you're, 20, okay, you're 21. Okay, then I'll just
0: become her best friend.
1: Right, your BFF. <laughs> or at least maybe become like you can shadow her, meaning you can yes. learn from her. Oh my right? gosh,
0: that is the dream. I need to I need to find the connect who can connect to, to Greta's assistant so I could do that. Um,
1: you want to become like her assistant.
0: I want to become like her. Right. I feel like doing that would help. Yeah, I don't know. I guess main things, um, it's cool that... You wanted me on the podcast Aww. thank you for you're welcome thank, like, thank you for inviting me yeah. to come thank you i've enjoyed my time here yeah, yeah. um i hope any of this is entertaining
1: well i hope your friends listen to this podcast too <laughs> and sound and and know how awesome you sound on the microphone not just behind the camera thank you all right thank you give out your ig give Ooh. out the the igs for your film club
0: yeah sure um so my instagram is alexmanzo one zero two um, I also have, I do film photography. That's something I didn't talk about on the podcast, I guess. Um, but, oh, you do? Go <laughs> yeah. ahead.
1: T- touch on that. But, but oh. finish with the, the addresses first.
0: Yeah. Um, and then I have a film account. It's filmed by Alex with two X's. Ooh. Um, and yeah, but like film photography, I love it. I, I do like 35 millimeter film. So mm-hmm. I have like manual film cameras and point and shoots. But Like
1: vintage stuff. Yeah. Really.
0: Uh, and like, where you bring it in to get developed and
1: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The old school way. Yeah. Look I l- at you. I
0: love that because it feels like Christmas every time. Yeah. Because um, you don't know what the photos look like until they're developed. Right. And so I
1: remember those days.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. I love it, and I just love the look of it. So
1: that's crazy. You didn't have to live through that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Were, it's it's a born, choice. <laughs> you were born
1: with an iPad in your hand. Pretty well, much. no, they weren't invented yet. iPhone. No, nope, they my, weren't invented yet either. No,
0: I had I had my iPod Touch.
1: Uh, what, how old are you?
0: My iPod Nano. Um, I had an iPod Touch probably 11.
1: Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. That's so fucked up. I'm so old. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Alexandra, Sophia, Manzo, thank you so much for being on the Sketcho Show podcast. I hope you come back. Yes, thank you. When you, you, you become uh, Greta's assistant.
0: I would love that. Thank you for inviting me. There it is. Oh, good for you! And how was it? The sketchomatic show. Hey, too much information and shit, man. Shut your mouth, essay. Okay, bye.
1: Ghosting shouldn't even be called ghosting. It should be called Houdini-ing because he was a escape artist, and that's what they're doing. Ooh, uh, Alexandra. I love you. That's that's ghosting. Uh-huh. Ghosts don't just leave. They hang around. That's why they're ghosts. Uh-huh.